Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. And so this morning, let's turn to the Word of God in Ephesians 5, starting at verse 1. It says this, Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, as we talked about fragrance this morning. Fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper to God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but isn't it nice to kind of hang out with people and there's no cursing, There's no rude jokes. But there's actual thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but when you hang around with people for a lunch or for a coffee or for a dinner or in the evening you play games or whatever, if you hang out and all they do is speak of thankfulness, you leave energized. For this you can be sure, verse 5, No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to stop there. Ephesians 5 goes in and continues to speak to husbands and wives. And don't misunderstand me. It is very important. And it talks about 
men loving our wives and wives respecting your husbands. I was going to say our husbands, but that was weird. Um, <laughs> that filtered fast. <laughs> um, and that is very important, but we're going to get into a series later on relationships. And so we'll talk about that a little bit then. But this morning I want to talk about how we walk and live as Christ followers. See, Ephesians 5 Verse 8 it's to 14, it says this. We read already, but it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes light. And this is why it's said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 5 is going to get us to remember what we were and look at who we are now. And there's many times in our lives that I think we have to remember that at one point we were in darkness. For some of you, it may have been 50 years ago. For some of you, it may have been 20. For some, 10. For some, 5. For some of you, it might have been 5 minutes ago. For some of you, you might be sitting here and you're still a child of darkness. I'm not saying you're evil, you just haven't accepted the Lord into your life. And it says that we are supposed to live a life and that we are light in the Lord if we've accepted Jesus Christ. Do you understand that you have the light of the Lord in you? And I love the fact that in John 15, 8, it says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. It is God's delight that we are fruitful. He wants us to shine for him. It is not something that we have to almost work towards. We accept Jesus into our heart and we follow the spirit of the Lord and he wants us to produce fruit. I don't know about you, but it's a lot easier to be successful when you have somebody behind you rooting for you. Do you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is rooting for you? He wants to see you succeed. He wants us to be free from sin and have strength and produce fruit in our lives. Because we are children of light. We are children of God. Some of us, we struggle. We struggle to say goodbye to our old life and walk in the power of the Lord. And we're going to look at Romans today and we're going to look at Romans 6 and just talk about how our old self is dead. Romans says this in verse 1, it says, Romans 6 verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? For a long time, the church, we were so legalistic, so religious, that we actually turned people away from Jesus. There's many people here, you weren't even basically allowed outside on a Sunday. 
And the dilemma was we push people away because of our rules that aren't even in the Bible. But the problem is we, we saw how bad this was. And so we swung way over here. We have God's grace, God's mercy. So you can do anything you want. And he's got you covered. Well, that's not biblical either. So, I have God's grace. And he loves me and he will forgive me. But you know, over here there was a healthy fear of the Lord. And we've gone so far to this side that so many Christians have the conversation of, do you think I can do this and God will still be okay? I was listening to a message driving back from Sarnia on Friday and the speaker, Chris Vallotton, he said this, when we enter into a relationship with the Lord, I shouldn't even really stand there, my relationship with the Lord is right here. We have to think about stepping into a relationship with a spouse. I'm not really afraid of Melissa. (laughs) What makes that even better is my in-laws are in the room, it's great. (laughs) But can I tell you something? Nowhere in my mind, in my marriage, do I ask the question, How much can I do before she actually goes, I'm out of here? When I put it in those terms, why do we have that relationship with the Lord? Lord, how much can I get away with before you actually just strike me with lightning? How far can I get over here? Now, I don't think we should walk over here where we're afraid for every moment of our lives that we're going to get nailed. But there is a healthy balance. I think for a while we were in this ditch, and it didn't help us at all. But we left that one. We went straight across the road and into this one. And for all the people in the room, when you're teaching your kids how to drive, we used to call a thing back home in the wintertime when there was a really bad snowstorm in the... Uh, ditches were drifted right solid. We called it keeping between the fence posts. So I saw the fence post, I saw the fence post, and I picked the middle. Because somewhere over here there's a ditch that I don't want to end up in. And somewhere over here there's a ditch that I don't want to end up in. So the Lord wants us here. The healthy understanding that we should have fear and reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's only by his mercy and grace that we enter into a relationship with him. And he loves us so much, he will forgive us every day. But how dare we abuse that? So we need to slide right over to here. But the cool thing is this. When we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, our old self dies. In verse 2 it says, by no means, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? 
Or do you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So the cool thing is when we step to Jesus Christ into our life, the old self, the sin in our lives died. It died. Do you know what's cool about that? Dead things don't have power. So when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life and your old self died, sin died, it no longer has its power in your life. You have been set free. Those things that you have a struggle with, they do not control you. The enemy is lying to you because his whole thing is to come lie, steal, kill, and destroy. If I introduce you to a friend and I said, he is here to lie to you, would you believe a word he says? So why do we listen to the enemy? He has come to lie to you. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you and he wants to destroy you. This is his mission. We need to tell him to shut up and to go away. Romans 6, 5, it says, Now, or so for, if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves in sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Right there. If you have died to yourself, if you have given Lord full control of your life, sin no longer has control over you. When sin has control, it's because you've given it control. The empowering thing is, if you gave it, you can take it back. And God wants you to take it back. The fun part is this. If the spirit lives in you, 2 Corinthians 3.17 tells us, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We, you and I, have been set free from bondage of sin. It has no grip on us. It has no grip on you. Picking up Romans at verse 8, it says, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. Once, not and for all, once for all, for us. He died to sin for us. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God, in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him 
as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you're not under the law, but under grace. It's interesting how Paul says in verse 12, do not let sin reign in your life. That reminds us that it's our choice. It's up to us. Don't let it reign in your life. You don't have to be controlled by it. You have the spirit of God living in you so you can step out of it and into freedom. Some of us just feel like the sin that is in our life, we don't even realize it's sin attached to our life. We believe it is our life. We identify ourselves with it so much that breaking free of it is so hard to think about. Now the flip side of that is in Romans verse 13. It says, do not offer any part of yourself to sin. The dilemma is some of us like it. Some of us like the sin. And the difficulty with becoming free from it is actually choosing righteousness over the sin. Realizing that the freedom has more for you than the sin does. Now every one of us knows if sin was like Brussels sprouts, none of us would have it. Another salad not to bring. I don't even know if you can make a Brussels sprout salad. If you can, don't do it. That's nasty. But of course, sin appears to us like chicken wings. With sweet and fire sauce. I'm making myself hungry. What we need to do is realize that we have control over what we do. And we can choose to give it over to sin or give it over to the Lord. And you can make that choice because of the power that lives in you. The verse that stood out to me the most as I was preparing this was Ephesians 5.11. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Now, as I read this, what really stood out to me was fruitless deeds of darkness. I realize we're talking about darkness, but it actually doesn't say sinful. This really stood out to me. It doesn't say have nothing to do with sinful deeds of darkness. It says fruitless but expose them. So I asked, I was just praying, I'm like, God, this really is standing out to me, why? And what he really showed me was this, my desire, which I hope is all of your desires, to get closer to the Lord. And so when this stood out to me, I'm like, Lord, I don't really feel like I have a lot of massive sins in my life, but this is standing out to me. And the Lord pointed out something in my life that I need to change and switch and it's not sinful but it's fruitless I don't sleep much and what I mean by that is I'll go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning 
And I'll still get up around 7 and get ready and go. And, but at night, I'm just watching TV. I'm watching sports. I'm not watching anything sinful. But it's fruitless. And the Lord just kind of poked me. And I think there's some of us in the room, and we talk about getting closer to the Lord, and we talk about making choices. Some of us might sit and go, well, Chad, there's nothing in my life that's really sinful. I mess up once in a while, but I ask God for forgiveness, and I get right back in the middle of the road, and I'm good. Okay. But if you're like me, and you serve the same God that I serve, I do not look like him. And the Bible tells me to be more Christ-like. So every one of us in this room, if you are breathing, God is still changing you. And not only is he changing you, but he has a desire to use you. You never retire from the Lord. You do when you're dead. Because then you're with him. But what in your life is fruitless? If you're like me, the Lord right now is just kind of poking you. He's not convicting you because it's not really sinful. But he's just poking you saying, this right here takes precedent over me. You know how you say you don't have time to spend with me today? Poke, you had time for that. It wasn't sinful. It wasn't sinful. God, I didn't do anything wrong. No, but you made sure you had time for that. What in our lives is fruitless? And maybe we need to expose that in our lives. Maybe we need to ask the Lord to explain to us what in our life is fruitless so that we can be more fruitful. Because if it brings glory to the Lord for us to be fruitful, then I would have to say if we're fruitless, it doesn't really bring glory to him. So Lord, what in our lives? Can you just kind of put your arms out for a second? It's just a, it's a physical example to affect the spiritual. And it just means that if you, don't, if you don't do it, you're fine. But I'm just asking you to do this so you're open to the prayer that I'm about to pray. And I, if you agree with the prayer, just receive it. Father, tell us, tell me right now, what in my life is fruitless? Lord, I understand that it's not sinful, but it's fruitless. And Father, if it brings you glory for me to be fruitful, I definitely not want, do not want to be fruitless. And so, Holy Spirit, I give you permission right now to speak to my soul and speak to me and tell me the area of my life that is fruitless. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If he spoke to you, I would tell you right now, don't worry about the next few words I'm saying, although I believe they're important, but write, the, write it down. Don't go to yourself, I'll remember that later, because if you're like me, you'll forget. So write it down. What did he tell you? This is fruitless. Romans 6, 13, it says, it goes on to say, but rather offer yourself to God. Offer yourself to him. Again, don't just accept him into your life, but tell him today, God, I give myself to you. I don't just ask you to come into my life. I give myself to you so that you can use me. I want a relationship with you so we can interact and we understand your love for me. 
and I can share that love with others. See, the interesting thing is when you offer yourself to the Lord, you're doing it willingly. In Romans 6, 15, it goes on to say this. What then shall we, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness, but thanks be to God that through you, though, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has not, cl- not claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Let me read for- verse 18 again. You have been set free from sin. I think some of you just need to hear that this morning. If you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, you have been set free from sin. So this morning, you are free in Jesus' name. Nothing holds you in Jesus' name. There is nothing in your life that you cannot defeat in Jesus' name. Because he is in you. Ephesians 5.14 says this, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Too many of us are asleep when Jesus needs us to come alive. The enemy has us so beat down because he thinks, well, he knows that you believe you're defeated. But this morning, you need to hear that you are free. There's nothing holding you back so you can walk In freedom, you can walk in power. And it says, rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. I don't know about you, but I love it when Jesus shines on me. And if you want him to shine on you, speak to your own soul. Why are you downcast? Well, we know that we struggle with this. Not anymore in Jesus' name. Because when I accept Jesus Christ into my life, I'm set free. And you speak to the sin and say, you no longer have power and authority in my life. You are dead in Jesus' name. The old self is dead. And I am alive and new in Jesus. This is all of us. If you've accepted Jesus in your life, this is you. You have freedom this morning. You have joy this morning because nothing can stop you. Because Ephesians 5.8 says, live as children of light. Live it. Go and do it. We get to do what God has said we can do. Ephesians 5 continues in verse 18. It says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you have to be thankful for this morning? If your mind went to nothing, the enemy is lying to you. 
How do you identify the voice of the enemy? When he pulls you away from Jesus. When, I, when somebody asks you, what do you have to be grateful for this morning? I promise, no matter what is happening in your life, there is multiple things to be thankful for. We just need to shift our mind. So I want you to just take a moment. If you're sitting beside a friend, if you're new here, you don't have to do this. But if you're sitting beside a friend, I want you to tell them three things right now. That was two, three. It's all right. I'm thankful that I can count. I want you to tell them three things that you're thankful for this morning. Go ahead. Can I tell you what I see in the room right now? I'm cutting you off because as much as it's three things, you don't have to tell the whole story about the three things. Just three things. It's not three stories. Just three things. I want to cut you off because here's what I see through the room. Can I tell you what I see from up here? I see smiles. I see smiles. Do you know? (laughs) I hear that very clearly. I see smiles. Imagine what your house would be like if you spoke about what you're thankful for. Imagine what your workplace would be like if the boss asked you to work overtime and everybody else grumbled and you said, you know what, I'm so thankful that I'm going to make a little extra money this week. Because oddly enough, I had this need and I prayed and said, Lord, I need you to meet this need. And I didn't know how he was going to do it, but surprise, surprise, he actually just gave me more work. He didn't just send me a check, he gave me more work to do. Do you know sometimes when we ask for a blessing from the Lord, it comes through work? I'm thankful, as I see two Boston jerseys in the room, that the Leafs are golfing with my sense. <laughs> I haven't said anything all year. Because I know where my, my team is. They have been golfing since December. But since you joined me, I'm taking the one shot. But what are we thankful for? This morning, you can be thankful just because you're free in the Lord. Every one of you, honestly, you need to hear me right now. I stand up here and I see your faces every week. I have never seen so many smiles. It could be because you know I'm wrapping up. It could be men because I talked about chicken wings. It could be because you shared from your inside what you are thankful for. And when you are thankful, there's a joy that comes inside of us. That is why the enemy wants to distract you from the things to be joyful for. And you need to have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Because it shines. It honestly shines. So what can we take from this this morning? Hopefully, when we accept Jesus... We die to sin. We are set free from the bondage of sin. We do need to avoid fruitless distractions in our lives. And we need to live as children of light and be powerful and be joyful. And let not only God shine on us, but let us shine God out. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. 
We thank you for the privilege and honor to come and worship you. We love you, Jesus. And Father, as we want to be children of light, guide us this week and lead us. Let us shine for you. Let when people see us, they see your face. So Holy Spirit, protect us and guide us. Keep us safe this week. Let us be back here tonight just to encounter you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you tonight. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 